Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Pub Notice Board here at the Moon Underwater, where we're going to go through your submissions through the medium of email or whatever, whatever, however you want to get stuff to us. If it gets here, we'll acknowledge it. Yeah. Technology, uh, not necessary. Pigeon, any method. Yeah, letter. Letter. Yeah. Anything you want to get it to. But what we will say, the easiest way is probably to send things to Robbie at Moon Under pod.com Dan have you done much pubbing this week uh, not a huge amount actually I think the last pub I was in was um, with you last week yeah, we went, went to was it the Swan in uh, in, Hammersmith. in Hammersmith I think it was yeah on, the, on, the, on that massive sort of roundabout in Hammersmith near yeah, the Apollo there's, there's a lot more pubs than I remember being in Hammersmith yeah I was there Sunday night as well so you went back to you didn't go back to the pub I was, right. in, I was in um, I was in, in Hammersmith I'm just staying there to shoot the next day. Um, and, and yeah, there's this surprising number of pubs. There. Yeah. I think London's generally like that, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, there's one everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite nice. You, you've been been pubbing? I, again, that sort of area. Yesterday I had a pint of Shandy. Oh, okay. In Fulham, a pub called the Lily Langtree. Nice. Very pleasant as well. Just some, just some basic low-level pubbing. Nothing. To, oh, actually, that's not true. I went to, Friday night, I went to see the comedian Jason Byrne. Okay. Um, he's a big fan of pubs. Yeah. He came to, I met before. You're I, I a big fan go, of his, aren't you? Jason yeah, well, I used to yeah. see him quite a lot when I was younger. And um, like in the probably late 90s, I think, maybe something like that. 1999, maybe that sort of area. Um, or, or early 2000s, it would have been something when he first really started out. And he came along when we did the Happy Hour tour. He came along to see us in Dublin. Um we met him there and we were chatting to him. And that was really exciting. And then he was playing in the Playhouse. So we went along to watch him there um, and had a few drinks with him afterwards. Oh, lovely. If, if you're not at the Playhouse bar at the Playhouse Theatre in Norwich, you can go there if you're not going to the theatre. It's mm. just a bar there. It's one of my favourite places to drink. Why is it so nice? Many reasons. Big beer garden type thing. All right. There's no real greenery, so beer yard perhaps okay. at the back. It's by the river, but you can't really see the river because of a fence. So it's not quite – it sounds more idyllic than it is, but it's a nice big space out there for a nice summer drinking. The bar inside is not that big, but great selection of beer, a lot of, sort of like craft ale sort of thing, a lot of, a lot of op- options for you there. 
Sounds uh, quite pubby for a theatre bar. It's cool though. It's next to the art mm. school, so I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a positive, yeah. So above it, so it's got. It looks cool. It's like well decorated, and the first couple of times you don't really notice, but then when you're in there, you're in front of a session, you look up, you notice that on the ceiling, there's like an upside down world. Oh, and that's not just drinking because I've been in the day and seen it as well. But there's like model a model city on the ceiling of like houses, big wheel all this sort of stuff upside down. I don't know what it's made from, paper mache or something. All above there, you'd look up and go, oh, wow, that's cool. Those are fake cars. But you don't notice it the first time you're in because it's not really, it's on the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, Fabulous lovely. drink. Very one, nice. One of my favorite. One of my favourites in, in Norwich at the, the minute. I did I did go to a, a, a sort of a bar that I'd never, never been to before in... Uh, near King's Cross for a birthday party on Saturday. Yeah. And it was all tucked away. You had to go down several... You had to go... You went into another bar and then through a door in that bar and down some corridors and you had to give um, passwords and stuff because it was a special birthday party. Oh. Um, and then it was like a sort Like of, a speakeasy type Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very much like that. Really beautifully decorated rooms, with, uh, you know, room with a bar... And um, sort of leather sofas and, you know, just really... What was the password? Password was uh, Lady Manners Discotheque. Oh, you see, this is... This is Great. This is my, no, this is my problem with speakeasies. I oh. like I like the idea of it. Yeah. I'd have liked Prohibition, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have liked the thrill of it. Um, I just don't want to have to go and say stuff like that to people. Yeah. I mean, that, it, that was to do with her name. Of, of the of the birthday, oh birthday okay, lady. So right. Name, I thought it was some... her name was Kathy Manners. Oh, so she's not Lady why. Manners. Well, to us she is. Okay. Did she come up with the password? I don't know. Or she just told us that's what okay. it was. See, okay, I'm allowing this then, but yeah. I hate it when you go to a sort of speakeasy thing and you have to give some like code phrase like, "May I see your lucky bananas" <laughs> or something. And yeah. I just want to just die. One, just one word. Will be yeah, fine. just one word. Um, I just want to go up there and go to bloke, chicken, and then mm. go open a door and go yeah. in. That's chicken what I want. Is, I don't want any one. any sentence. I don't want to have to because they never pick something good, do they? Just one word: chicken, mm. dog, yeah. every animal. Yeah. People probably think it's I, too literally, easy. I, I literally then just thought mouse, but there is. I couldn't think of a single yeah. word other than animals. Yeah. Well, but it was lovely, yeah. and we got uh, it was a free bar. Oh. So um, amazing. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Great selections. Well, mm. we've we've. It's our first proper post bag since we began our tenureship here at the Moon Underwater. Um, so why don't you be? You have the honour, Dan, because I yep. appreciate. I have to. I do a lot of the heavy, heavy lifting, lifting here, yeah. here in the podcast. So why don't you <laughs> uh, earn your money here and read out this first letter from George? Okay, so we were talking, weren't we, uh, last time about very small pubs. Yes. Um, and uh, we had a bit of a chat about that. And I've got a bit of housekeeping to do about that. Uh, but maybe we'll, we'll read read the note first. Up to you. You can, um, you can keep house first or you can read first. Your choice. Well, I basically, I talked about a very small pub that I went to in Bickley in Kent. Yeah. And we talked about that. And I couldn't remember what it was because I'm rubbish at remembering the names of pubs. Yeah. And then my friend who I went with texted me because he listened to it and he said, uh, where the F is Bickley? Um, and then I realised it wasn't in Bickley and it was in Petswood, which is one more stop down the down the train line. Okay. And I looked it up and it's called One in the Wood. So okay. I thought it'd be nice just to know what it is. So if you're ever in Petswood and you want to go to that really small pub, it's, you can go yeah. and you know what it's called. 
It sounds like a crass innuendo or something like that. Yeah, something that Nobed has to say. It's to to do with, I read it, it's to do with um, the guy who runs it, his granddad, I think, used to run a pub. Oh, God, this is going to be really wholesome. I'm going to feel bad, isn't it? It's fairly wholesome. Someone would would say, if they wanted to buy him a drink, he'd say, yep, uh, put one in the wood. But I don't know what that means. (laughs) Oh, is that like a, a, does that mean... Save it for next time. It maybe it does, yeah. Maybe save it for next time. That there makes used, sense. There used to be pubs where you could. I don't know if this is still a common thing. I remember now. I can't remember where I was. Pubs where you, if you had regulars, you could buy someone who wasn't there a pint for the future. Oh yes, I've heard of that. Yeah. So you'd buy. You'd go in there. I'd go into the pub and I go. You want for Dan for next next yeah. day? Yeah. Now when Dan comes in, I go. Robbie bought you a pint. Oh, that's nice. That's that a nice, nice custom. I'd like. To, I'd worry it wasn't happening though. Yeah. Yes. I'd be then phoning you up and go, Dan. Did you, did you did get you, that pint? Did you get that pint? Yeah. And then it would look. Then the niceness is undone because it looks like I'm looking for praise. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> You're just to checking get that. that I got it. Okay. Is that yeah. something that still exists? Maybe people can let us yeah, know if that's, that's something yeah. that still exists. And uh, and what's is there any measures to take to mitigate the pint not being passed on that isn't as. I'm yeah. as my suggestion of just phoning them up. Yeah, okay. I hope it exists. Right. Um, anyway, so yeah, one in the wood, that is. Uh, so we've got a letter here from George. And George says, Hey, Robbie and Dan, very excited to be able to travel to the correct realm once again, once a week. Uh, just wanted to get involved in the smallest pub in Britain chat. Myself, my cousin and my brother like to meet up and go for a day drink every now and again. And we found ourselves in Bury St Edmunds on our last adventure. We came across a pub called The Nutshell. Uh, Ian adds, we couldn't remember the name of the pub the morning after and called it the Nutsack, which is incorrect. Yeah, <laughs> but, but a better name. He's a much better name. <laughs> to get a fuck up the Nutsack. Yeah. Uh, the Nutshell is tiny. We spoke to the landlord, who was a very, very lovely man. We had shots together, and he informed us his pub was the smallest in Britain. If you were to do a search for smallest pub in England, you'll find the Nutshell as crowned by the Guinness Book of Records. Surely this is has to be the smallest pub. We'll be returning again shortly. And he just says, as a PS, as for the biggest pub, it's got to be a Weatherspoon somewhere, hasn't it? All the best, George. Thank you, George, for your communication. First yeah. of all, with the weather, the Weatherspoons, I've been to the biggest Weatherspoons in the country. It's in Ramsgate. Yes, our friends uh, took you there, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. yeah and what, what? What do you normally when you're with that group of friends? You go, you go somewhere. Nice places. Quite, yeah. Quite expensive, don't you? It's sort of yeah, a big we've got, treat. We've got, we've got a thing that's. It's, it could be called a dining club, mm. but it that would make it sound fancier than it is. But mm. generally, if it's your turn, you choose where we go for dinner. There's four of us in the group, and you pay. So you get glorious. Um, you can you can tailor it to your budget, so you're not going to get too stung depending on how how things are going financially at the time. Um, and normally we get some nice places. Some of them are interesting dining experiences. We went to that. Restaurant where you're served by blind waiters and eat in the dark before. We've done some things like that. We've just lovely restaurants and that. Um, our mate Jim took us to the biggest weather spoons in the UK. Yeah. I bet I bet some of the members of your group were delighted with that. Yeah. And also it's in Ramsgate. It's by the sea. You've got loads. I mean, it's a pleasant enough pub. I, I, I will frequent the weather spoons on occasion for a, for a bit of food with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were there thinking, oh, there's loads of nice fish and chip shops here. I'm much rather have that than the 
frozen Weatherspoons dinner, <laughs> take us there for a drink and then go to a good chip shop or something. I think, yeah. Not about the money. It's about yeah. just not, not that. Anyway, yeah. um, but, but smallest pubs. Well, um, George, essentially, your landlord's a liar. Is, is the, the landlord's yeah. a liar. He might be a lovely man, but he's he is currently incorrect. Now, it depends when you went because the nutshell was generally believed to be um, well, as you say, it's in the Guinness Book of Records. Mm. Um, but I've done some research on this because I did a video on the smallest, on the oldest pub in the world recently. I know that Guinness tend to revisit records periodically. They're not constantly searching the world for pubs. They got too much on. Mm. They got they got to do other things. So they will go back to this. So that was um, the smallest pub in the UK. The nutshell, fifteen foot by seven foot, giving hundred and five square footage. In 2016, it was overtaken by the Little Prince in Margate, oh. uh, which is 11 foot by 6.6 foot. That's 72.6 square foot. So almost, thir- well, over 30 square foot less. In fact, there's an article I found in the East Anglian Daily Times, which is not going to be biased because that's where Bury St. Edmunds is yes. and Margate isn't. So this is impartial. Yeah. And it's saying Nutshell loses its crown as UK's smallest pub to pint-sized Little Prince in Margate. That was the 8th of August, 2016. They need, they need to put in an extra wall, rename themselves the Nutsack and reclaim their title. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, yeah, that is exactly it. But still, that's 72.6 square feet. The Signal Box Inn in Cleethorpes, the pub I talked about, mm. which has flown under the radar here, opened in 2006. It's not got involved in this nut, Nutsack Little <laughs> Prince squabble. Eight foot by eight foot, 64 square foot. That's 6.6 square foot less than the Little Prince of Margate. Wow. Which I would say we've not, had a, we've not had a challenger yet. I will say once again, there's a huge amount of outdoor space at the Signal Box Inn. So I don't know whether there is that at the Little Prince in Margate or what. But um, yeah, so I, I very much welcome George's input. But I think the Guinness Book of Records need to look at this again. Yeah. And with some urgency. Yeah. And obviously, if anyone knows of a smaller pub, yeah, then let us know. Yeah, perhaps they could just fill in a bit of the nutshell. Yeah, and make it smaller. Yeah, 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 exactly. If, if it's that important. But George, thank you very much for your thing. And do you know what? I'm going to try and get down to the nut, the nutshell because it's. <laughs> oh, you just <laughs> can't remember fully the nutsack. I'm going to get to the nutsack because yeah. Barry St Edmunds isn't that far away from me. My yeah. friend Alfie lives there. I might pop down, have a drink in there, and I'll report back at a future pub notice board. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, Sean's emailed us, Dan. Yes. Uh, hi, Robbie and Dan. Send me to the pub notice board. Pool tables in pubs. Why have they disappeared? They're an attraction to a pub to me. Cheers, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Dan, Sean. thoughts on pool tables? When I first started going to pubs, it, it, having a pool table was almost the most important thing I was looking for. Yeah. We used to go to a pub in Maidstone. On, we'd go on a Saturday night, me and my friend uh, Greg and Hayden and then one or two other people would come and I think it was called the Queen's Head and we would specifically go there because it had a pool table and we'd and it didn't have many people in it on a Saturday night because no. it was just slightly out of town, I suppose, and we'd go there and play pool and it was great. Loved it. I loved, love a pool table in a pub. Yeah, you see, I've never been a big pool fan, but mm. I would occasionally go and play pool in there, did you? And they are definitely a lot less common than they were. 
when I was yeah. every club would have one. Yeah, weren't they? I is it a space thing? Do you think? I suspect get, it's yeah. a variety. I think times have changed, and a lot of pubs in the current climate to do well have a food offering, and they can probably make a lot more money from having a few tables of food yeah. than from a pool table. Something. I think they still have their place, but I think it's it's. I guess it's just less popular than it once was, perhaps. And sometimes they'd be in in a sort of a snug area or a separate yeah. sort of room, you know, maybe didn't yeah. have a door or anything, but a separate area, didn't it? And I suppose you think you could probably utilise that space a bit better rather than having yeah. three teenagers hogging the table all night like yeah. we used to. I did go into a pub the other day when I was just in London and it had a pool table in it. It was only one room. It was, a, it was sort of vaguely near King's Cross sort of area. Um and that, and I did think oh, that looks a bit odd. Yeah, there sort of thing. Yeah, now sort of things. So I don't know, but, but you're right. You're, you're right. Absolutely right, Sean. There are a lot, a lot less. Perhaps there's some publicans out there who can tell, who have got rid of pool tables and can tell us why. Yeah, or something. Yeah, like and so. yeah, and have they died out? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, certainly you're you're right to observe that they, they are a lot less. Great observation. And and Dan is sad about that. I personally never been that big a fan of them, but I appreciate their part in public streaming. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Adam sent us a message. He said, loved your first episode with Glenn Moore. Thank you. I thought, yeah, really enjoyed that chat with Glenn. It was great. I really enjoyed that. The two that have gone out so far, Glenn and Rosie, what lovely and funny people. Lovely people. Uh, Regarding the brewing monks, because there was a lot of monk chat on that episode, wasn't there? Very monk heavy. Yeah. (laughs) I was recently on a stag do in Brussels where we did a local beer tour, uh, tour sampling all the local Trappist brews and whatnot. Our guide told us that the reason that so many drinks are brewed by monks is to do with fasting. 
During religious fasts, the monks weren't allowed to eat anything, but the clever little monks found a loophole and realised that they could get their daily nutrients via drinking and so decided to brew their own beer. Yours in pints, Adam. Great fact. Great fact from Adam. Did not know yeah. that. Didn't know that. Not know that at all. A lot of religion seems to be trying to find their ways around religion. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I did some research once on, on the Jewish community around Arabs. Do you know what an Arab is? No. So if you're a, a sort of strict, strictly observing Judaism, there's the, the, the Sabbath on the Saturday where you can't, um, there's certain rules that you have to follow, and, and it includes carrying things, um, which is quite impractical in the modern day. Like you couldn't carry car keys and stuff like that. I, I, I can't remember the exact details, and I'm probably getting the same wrong. But if you are, if you are a sort of very the word observant, mm. it's not, not as in spotting things, sort of thing. If you, if you, if you observe the Sabbath, um, there were certain rules around carrying things, and it got quite hard as well, apparently. Because I was talking to someone, a, a Jewish friend, he was saying, if you're like a mum and your kid is having yeah, a tantrum, I've heard that. Yeah. you can you weren't allowed to pick up your child in Tesco, <laughs> not that you could carry stuff to go to Tesco anyway. So, but they have things called Erevs where they will, it would be like a city wall, so you could break the rules within the city walls, still not go crazy with carrying, but certain things are allowed in the city walls. Mm. But they'll do that now with an unbroken line. So there'll be like a wire around sort of certain Jewish areas. So there's a couple of these in London at least. Um, and this wire or or a wall, they'll have a continuous thing around an area and they'll check it once a week to make sure it's not broken. And then you're allowed to do these things on the Sabbath. Oh, okay. So it feels like quite a bit of these things are just sort of slightly sort of pushing the boundaries of what's of what's allowed. I think that's yeah. what the monks have done. Yeah. Here. Exactly. And uh, I think and reading a lot been reading about quite a bit for the podcast about old beer in olden times and things. Yeah. And a lot of that seemed to be saying, oh yeah, well it's good for nutrients or the water wasn't great in those days. So we had to drink beer and like drinking stout with bread in it and stuff to get your yeah. to get your um uh, your, your daily sort of yeah. intake of nutrients and hydration and stuff. It just seems to be an excuse just to drink alcohol. Yeah, I yeah. guess there it started off as something to try and make people more healthy and has gone the other way. Yeah, very yeah, much yeah. so now. But um, thank you, Adam. That's very interesting indeed. Mm. Um, Graham says, love the pub, love the new landlord. I didn't, didn't mention you there, Dan. No. no. Fair enough. Pointedly, I felt. <laughs> yeah, I always felt like a little dick. Yeah, like yeah. A person, yeah. really, from Graham. Yeah, I mean, maybe called for. Mm. As an actual landlord myself, oh, I don't like the way he said actual. Yeah, yeah. Actual, yeah. Like, two digs in the, within the first sentence. Yeah. yeah, he's really a lot of needle here from yeah. Graham. As an actual landlord myself, I really appreciate the love for a proper pub. I think you might like my place, the Ship Inn, Roaring Fires in Winter, Best Beer Garden in Scotland in the Summer, Cricket Match on the Beach, and Bacon Fries. Bizarre question. In the last Q&A, you mentioned a bar in Whistler, Dusty's Backside, by any chance. I love that place. Um, I think the bar I was talking about, I'm trying to think back now, um, was Merlin's, the bottom of Blackcomb. But Dusty's, an excellent bar. You, you remember Dusty's? I know Dusty's, yeah. Yeah? Drinking Dusty's last time I was there. People would often claim that Dusty's has better nachos than Merlin's. Oh, Those I, people are wrong. Yeah. They're just wrong. You've, you've talked to so, me at length about the nachos in the different bars yeah. there. Yeah. Someone, someone, someone's told me, though, more recently, um, that the best nachos are at the Dublin Gate in Whistler. Um, 
I'll go along. I'll try them, but I've, we've had false, da- false Nacho Dawns like this before, and I'll be, yeah. I'll be suspicious of it. Um, what I found interesting about Graham, the shipping, I looked at mm. the website. Yeah, me too. Because yeah. I was interested in cricket on the beach. You're yeah. a cricket player, Dan. I'm not, I'm not a player. I'm a cricket fan, Dan. Rubbish at cricket, but I do I do love the sport, yes. Sand did not seem like the surface to play cricket on, but there I see photos here and it's happening. Explain. Yeah. I, well, I'd like to know more because um, I... I mean, beach cricket. I know beach cricket is a thing. People play cricket on the beach. There's a lovely picture there of three people with the with, with I don't know, is the heavy roller or the light roller uh, before the game to mark out the um, the pitch. There, it looks incredible, and they're, they're probably all in all in their whites, getting ready to play. Yeah, I'd like to know. I'd like to know. What do, is it, it? Do you use the same cricket ball? Well, what sort of bounce do you get from? Looks from to be it? sort of a different looking cricket ball here. It's a sort of orangey ball. But I'm keen to, I'm keen to know more about beach cricket. Oh, I, yes, I the, kind of hoped that you, Dan, as our cricket correspondent, yeah. would be able to tell us. Yeah, I don't know a lot. That's that's a that's a that's a classic wind ball, of course, the orange ball that you would you'd use at school. Yeah, it looks right. I mean, he's he's he's, he's getting a bit of spin on it. I yeah, we'll have to go up and have a yeah. have a look. So uh, yeah. um, perhaps perhaps Graham can in, enlighten us. Um, in a, hopefully, a, a less aggressive email. Than yeah. What last said. Yeah. No, joking. Yeah. Do do let's do let us know, Graham, how how beach cricket works. Um, so what's Stephen got to say, Dan? Yeah, we had a really interesting email from Stephen. Uh, he says hello and thank you for taking over the pub. My experience of the pub in younger years is mainly an abusive and unfulfilling one, and the podcast has allowed me to confront that and also live through the more romantic idyll of a pub through other people's experiences. John and Robin created a very warm atmosphere where guests could open up and chat through their life and their warmest and most regrettable memories, with the pub being the prop that the conversation hangs on, which is quite a fitting description of the pub and alcohol itself. I enjoyed a recent podcast and feel the guys have left the pub and the podcast in a safe pair of hands or handses. Uh, My question, stroke suggestion, links in with you guys being a new presence in the bar. I'm socially anxious, and if I enter a place that's new or a familiar place, which is suddenly different, perhaps with a new staff or clientele or different atmosphere, I find it difficult to know where my place is. How do you and your guests ingratiate yourself into a new pub or with new bar staff, stroke new regulars, to make yourself feel a part of the fabric of the pub rather than just a passing punter with a pint? It's quite hard to say, passing punter with a pint. Hope that makes sense and best of luck in your tenure at the pub, Stephen. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to hear, Stephen, that about your that young gears having a, an unfulfilling and abusive pub experience. And, and I, one of the things I did love, always love about the podcast with John and Robin is that sort of mix of the joys and the sort of sadness of pubs because it is a place where I think a lot of you get both sides of life. Do you know what I mean? You yeah, get, you get weddings and wakes, literally, sort of thing. Yeah, sort of things and and. Um, and I think it is is part of what makes pub special is the different experiences people have within them. Um, with regards to being socially anxious, Dan, have you, have you in your younger days or, or even now, do you ever experience anxiety going into pubs? I think definitely in my younger days. Yeah. I think going into a pub and feeling like I think that's the thing about pubs, isn't it? That the, that there can be very different atmospheres because they they're all so 
different. Yeah. You know, it's one of the great charms of them is that you can walk into a pub and immediately there can be an atmosphere that you love and you go, oh, and you feel comfortable. Yeah. But then equally there can be the pub that you walk into and you think, oh, no, this, this is not, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. Um, the place where I grew up, there was a pub uh, in the village and I never went inside, ever. Yeah. I'd never been there. My mum and dad never went there. Yeah. Loads of people in the in the village never went. It felt like it was a pub specifically for a I don't think it was unwelcoming, but it was sort of a, a pub specifically for a group of people who went every night and it was just for them and that was it. Yeah. Um It's funny that is because some pubs are do have that unwelcoming feeling. There was a pub when we started university in Norwich. There's a pub right probably the closest pub outside of the campus to the university, Five Ways, it was called, or the Five Ways, I can't remember, by roundabout there. And that had a very much like wasn't a student pub sort of thing. I didn't know anyone who went there. I mean, people would go further to go to pubs. It wasn't just not going off of campus or thing, but it didn't have that vibe. And more recently, I've seen a sign outside saying students welcome. I think, well, that wasn't the vibe yeah. 20 odd years ago. But these, these places change very much, don't they? But you can, you do get ones that are more welcoming than others. Um, how, do you, how do you and your guests? ingratiate yourself into a new pub or a new bar staff or new regulars how do you, how do you sort of get involved there i think it's it takes time doesn't it yeah i think so i don't there's very few pubs where i've been a a proper regular and i sort of think it's a lot to do with that it's a lot to do with the staff or the owners isn't it yeah. like the the one the one that i remember i was living in tooting uh when i first moved to london and at and this was another small pub, actually. It, was, it wasn't tiny, but it was pretty small. And, um, and they served Guinness mainly, but they had a couple of other things. And me and my friend Ali started going there. And they were just incredibly friendly. Like yeah. they, they, you know, gave this big welcome when you came in. They were chatting to us about what we did. Like everything came from them. And it made it such a warm place. And they, you know, they would go of two or three Guinnesses or whatever, we'll bring them over, go and sit down, don't worry, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll pour them nicely, don't stand up here worrying about it. That all came from them. Yeah. But that immediately made us, we felt like regulars the first night we went, yeah. but we became regulars because yeah. quite often, even at 9.30 at night, after we'd had dinner, we'd go, oh, should we kind of have a quick pint of Guinness at the pub? Yeah. And it was great, but that, that did come from them. So I don't, but what I do, I don't know really. I don't know. It's there's tricky. a pub. There's a pub in Seven Oaks called the Anchor, and the landlord is. I think he's called. I think his name is Barry, and he is the f- the greatest landlord mm. I've ever encountered. He's so friendly. You can walk in the first time there. You can walk in. He's got loads of regulars there. It's the least fancy pub of Seven Oaks. Seven Oaks is quite worthy. It's, it's a sort of more basic pub sort of thing. Rav is so friendly, and when you come in there, he welcomes you like it's like you're an old friend. He asks you. Uh, beers, what beers you like, what sort of styles of beer you like. He'll offer you different things to try. Have a little go, try this. What do you think of that? He's so lovely and so friendly. Um, so there are some pubs that are more welcoming. I challenge anyone to go into that pub and not feel welcome within a few seconds sort of thing. Um, yeah, I think staff or landlords, that might be a way, isn't it, is is maybe going and speaking to them about what they've got on yeah. draft, what they've got on tap. And opening a conversation that way, and most places, I guess, they're probably 
well, some places they'll probably go, well, you know, wherever, wherever you like, but some places will take the time to sort of go, oh, well, you know, actually that's a really good pint. Or- I think it's time and it's time, certainly for, as far as bar staff go, it's, it's going in there regularly sort of thing because there'll be people who come to a pub once never return again sort mm. of thing getting there and just being friendly and, and chatting to them in my local pub at the, the minute in Norwich there it's sort of you sort of build up relationship with the bar staff there by just going in there quite a lot some you get on um, with better than others or you get to know a lot quicker um, yeah and then and then I think regulars it's a little bit harder, isn't it? Mm. Um, to, but sitting at the bar is quite good. If, yeah. if, it's, if it's a sort of bar that has stalls at the bar, that can be quite nice. We're just sitting there with a pint on your own and just chatting there. Bring a book along if you want, read that, and then just your people will get into conversations with you. Yeah. And just ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks, us, Steve. A really nice email. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Marlo, who is our final post in the post bag today that we're selecting. Um, says, Dear Robbie and Dan, thank you. I very much enjoyed your first show with Glenn Moore. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to future episodes. All the best from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Amazing. Marlo from I Saskatchewan. Wanna, I want to know what uh, pubs are like in Saskatoon. Now. Have you got much Saskatoon knowledge, no, Dan? None. I lived in Canada. Yep. Uh, I, I vaguely only knew it was in Cal- Canada. It's in Canada. Yeah. It's in... Um, or Calendar, as S- I just called it. Saskatchewan is a, a province between Alberta and Manitoba. It's in the middle. It's one of two landlocked provinces. Great knowledge. I would say. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, and Anything else? I think... Uh, I think Saskatoon's on the sort of, um, Pancadian... Highways that we call it that goes right across the country. Okay, it might be. I don't. It's not the capital of Saskatchewan because that's Regina. Okay, I think very good. Wow, I think I'm out of yeah. You're out of Saskatchewan knowledge. Yeah, Saskatchewan is mentioned in a Proclaimers song. Okay, I can say Saskatchewan without starting to stutter. They say yeah. that's me all out. I'm all out of Saskatchewan, but keen to know more about. Saskatchewan pubs, pubs, and where definitely drinking. Yeah, Marlo, send us another email about about Saskatchewan pubs. My dream, Marlo and Dan, mm. my sort of, I don't, I haven't got a bucket list, but something I'd love to do. I love skiing. I lived in Canada for a year, but I spent almost the entire year in British Columbia on the west coast in Vancouver and Whistler. What I would like to do is start at the east coast one winter and travel the width of Canada skiing at whatever ski resorts I go to on the way for a couple of days, and then moving on like a littlest hobo of skiing. Oh, nice. And I will pop in Marlow in Saskatoon, and we can have a drink. I, I did the Trans-Siberian when I was younger, and I think, I think, I've looked it up a couple of times, I think there's a, there's also a, like a four-day train journey somewhere in Canada. Yeah, you can go right across. Yeah, yeah, there is. I, that's something I, I that's really something want I to do, do as well. Maybe we yeah. do that on the way back. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, we'll do it together. Yeah, see Marlo on the ski. way. You can just I'll just drink hot chocolate. In you the just bar. drink hot chocolates while I ski, yeah. and have adventures. Still with the kids when, when we retire, the kids will have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's good. Marlo, we will see you there. That that's it for our pub notes board. Before we do, 
Ask me what I'm doing after this recording, Dan. Robbie, what are you doing after this recording? I'm going to Oktoberfest. <gasps> yes, I'm off to uh, Heathrow getting a flight out Brilliant. to Germany. And what? I, and you've, have you got me a ticket? So I've got um, I've got the money I was going to get on your ticket. I spent on lederhosen. <laughs> so I've got lederhosen in my bag. I'm going out there. I'm filming a YouTube video yeah. um, with the YouTuber Bambino Becky. Uh, I've done quite a few um, pub radio videos. Boozy videos. Boozy videos. Yeah. So we're, we're flying out there. We're going to go um, tomorrow to Oktoberfest in Munich. Never been before. I am so excited. That's going to be incredible. Do not expect much sense for me tomorrow evening if, yeah. I, if I'm messaging you about anything because they sell beers by the litre and it's about six and a half percent. I mean, I think we're all... And we're getting there about half dead. We're all quite looking forward to seeing you in Lederhosen. Yeah. yeah. So, so next uh, episode of the Pub Notice Board, um, I will uh, give you my views on uh, Oktoberfest. And if anyone's been to Oktoberfest and any stories from it, yeah. So, and let us know with anything else you want to discuss, any of the issues raised today. The email is robbie at moonunderpod.com. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, you may Robbie. now take down the pub notice board. Oh, I forgot my noise for it. Oh, it was, it, was a, it was a... I think that was closing it last time. This time I want you to physically rip it from the wall. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.